0: the mary lee taylor program brought to you by pet milk america's first evaporated milk welcome to the mary lee taylor program with the story of the week about that lovable pair jim and sally carter And from Mary Lee Taylor's Friendly Kitchen, the Pet Recipe of the Week. Just six more days to get ready for Christmas. And getting ready for Christmas can be easier and more fun if you have Mary Lee Taylor's holiday recipes. So send for this new, exciting recipe collection today, sure. Candies, cookies, party food, they're all in this one handy book. And it's as easy as this to get a copy. Just print your name and address and the words Holiday Recipes on a postcard and send the card to Mary Lee Taylor, care of this station, or to Pet Milk, St. Louis, Zone 1, Missouri. And now it's Mary Lee on NBC.
1: Hello, this is Mary Lee Taylor. Happy, as always, to spend this half hour with you. Today's story about Jim and Sally Carter really began weeks ago when Sally left Midland against her father's wishes to join Jim in Capital City. Ever since then, there's been antagonism between Jim and Sally's father. And now that Christmas is coming, Sally faces a real problem. She longs to be home with her family, but she knows that without Jim, it couldn't be a happy Christmas for us.
0: So Jim and Sally have their Christmas alone in that little apartment where there's hardly room for a Christmas tree? You'll have the
1: answer to that in just a minute, Dale. But first, I promise that right after today's story... I'm going to tell you how to make the most delicious eggnog anyone could ask for. And with the recipe I'm going to give you, you can make a full quart for just about 48 cents.
0: Say, hey, that's going some. You know you have to pay around 27 cents for just half a pint of cream? Yes, and the
1: only difference between our eggnog and the traditional eggnog is that this is made with pep milk in place of cream. Actually, When you make it with pet milk, you save more than a dollar a quart.
0: And that's just one example of how pet milk saves you money and helps you to prepare party food as well as family meals that are extra delicious. So keep a stock of pet milk on hand all the time. Pet milk takes up such little room, stays so good and sweet in its sealed can, and costs so little, less, in fact, than any other form of milk.
1: Dale. Hmm? Do you really want to know how Jim and Sally Carter finally settled the Christmas problem? I certainly do. Then let's get along to Capital City and to today's chapter in the life of young wife Sally Carter. started back in November, when her mother, Martha Hayes, was visiting her in Capital City. Martha had come to see Sally's apartment, to see Sally, and especially to talk with Sally about the preparations for her first grandchild, expected in early spring. Sally, well, you can't mean that these are all the clothes
2: you want for the baby. Except for the diapers, of course. I haven't bought those yet. Two dresses and not a single petticoat? Oh, people don't dress babies up the way they used to, Mom. Besides, somebody will probably give the baby a dress or two. Oh,
1: I have a lot of baby clothes you children wore. I'm sure you can use some of them when you're home for Christmas. But, Mom, I don't think. Well, you can look them over. I had a dozen dresses for each of you. Oh, good heavens. Times have certainly changed since you were baby. Goodness, I had to put the spinach and prunes through the strainer myself, cook the cereal in a double boiler for hours. Well, didn't they have baby food in cans then? They were just starting to when Rich came along. But I had to prepare them for you. And I found time to dress you up every afternoon in a dress and a petticoat. You were the prettiest baby. Nobody takes all that trouble now. Too much ironing. I suppose. Uh, Kate Lorimer's at home now, and she brought her baby right in for the bridge club to see, wearing a little nightgown-looking thing. Mrs. Lorimer was embarrassed, I could <laughs> tell.
2: <laughs> I'll promise to put a dress on your grandchild for the bridge club ladies. Though so babies
1: are just as cute in their nightgowns. Babies are just like anybody else. They look better when they're dressed up. As I say, when you're home for Christmas, you can look more... Mom, I, I'm i afraid we won't be coming home for Christmas. Not coming home? Why, of course Sally, you don't mean to say that little misunderstanding you and Jim had with your father is going to keep... It was
2: more than a little misunderstanding, Mom. It was, well, not quite cricket, making me think Jim didn't want me to come to Capital City with him and making Jim think I didn't want to leave home. But he thought he was doing it for your own good, Sally. He was so sure you ought to stay at home until
1: the baby arrived. I
2: know, and I understand, but Dad had good intentions, and I'm not angry about it. Jim... Well, Jim doesn't forget easily, you know. But my goodness, Christmas. I know, and I want to come. Jim, he loved our family Christmas last year, and I'm sure he'd be happy to be on friendly terms with Dad again. But maybe if Dad would write to him specially, sort of apologize. I'm afraid Dad will never do that.
1: He'd like to make up with Jim, I know, but he's seven, too, and he thinks he was right. Now, if... Jim would just give him an opening. It looks like an
3: irresistible foot and an immovable object. Or well, I guess in this case, it's two immovable objects. And that would just spoil Christmas for everybody. I'm not so sure.
1: It's only the middle of November. We've got six weeks yet. I'm not giving up. I don't see what you can do. and me either. Well, I I have a little method i use once in a while. I don't try it often, and it doesn't always change his mind. But if I try it on Dan, and you try it on Jim...
3: Well,
1: maybe one of us will succeed. I doubt that either Dad or Jim
3: would get off his high horse. But for Christmas,
2: and if you think there's any chance to. Well, what is your
1: secret for changing a man's mind?
3: Let's put these little
1: clothes away first, and then I'll tell you what I think. She returned to Midland, Sally's mother started her secret campaign on Sally's father early in December. She and Dan were going to a movie and had dropped twelve year old Rich off at the Sunday school rooms.
3: Movie will be out at ten o'clock and we'll be here by ten fifteen, Rich. You listen for us. Oh dare you can hear a
4: word I said.
3: He always gets away before I'm through
4: talking to him. <laughs> you always think of something to say to him after he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I guess so.
1: I always feel that Christmas is almost here when they start practicing for the Sunday school play. Rich is going to be one of the three kings this
4: year. I remember when I was one of the three kings in my mother's plush evening wrap. I
1: haven't anything so splendid. Rich will have to wear that brocade robe Aunt Sophie gave you Christmas before that. Mm, Glad
4: to have that thing put to some good use. (laughs) Yes. Aren't
1: you ashamed? It'll seem clear, not having Sally at home for Christmas. Sally's always home for Christmas. Not this year, I'm afraid, after all that's happened. Nonsense. You? Nothing that's happened has anything to do with Christmas. Well, Jim thinks so, and he's still a little, well, hurt with you. Besides, he thinks you're mad at them because Sally went to Capital City after all. Nonsense! he's a young, young idiot, you tell him we're expecting him? Sally knows that, of course, but Jim's proud, you know, and stubborn. And, as you said, young. Too young to be... Reasonable and broad-minded about the difference of opinion you and he have. I suppose so. It takes a mature mind to go more than halfway in a matter like this. I think Jim would meet any advance you made, but he just can't bring himself... Nonsense. You you certainly told him. I'm afraid the invitation would have to come from you. But that's ridiculous. They know they're welcome. I'm not going to beg anybody to spend Christmas with us, not even Sally. Certainly not. I wouldn't expect it of you. Of course, if you just apologize a little for trying to keep
4: Sally here... Apologize? I will not. I was right. Sally should have stayed here. They
1: don't agree on that point, of course, but you wouldn't even have to exactly apologize. Just let them know you understand how they feel. Maybe if we drive up to Capital City and get them...
4: Sally knows I'll be glad to go for them any time they ask me to.
1: They'll never ask
4: you to. Oh.
1: Oh, dear, I wish young people weren't so stubborn... I know if you were in Jim's position, you wouldn't spoil everybody's Christmas by being so stiff-necked. I'm thankful I haven't got a stubborn husband. And in Capital City, Sally chose a present wrapping session in which to ease into her campaign on Jim. Golly, Jim, you're a wonderful wrapper-upper. They look
2: beautiful.
4: Why, well, is this all? It doesn't look like many presents.
2: Heavens know it. It's all I've bought, though. I still have most of them to buy. Hey,
4: and you better get on your horse. There can't be many more, SDs. till see.
2: <laughs> I know. I try all sorts of schemes to fool myself into shopping early, but nothing works. Sometimes I pretend Christmas is the 25th of November.
4: <laughs> no wonder you can't sell yourself that one.
2: Or that my relatives are all missionaries in China, and the packages have to be mailed in time. Uh,
4: did you ever just try thinking of the crowds in the stores in December?
2: <laughs> well, the trouble is, I kind of like the Christmas crowds. Mm-hmm. They're fun. Oh, darling, wrap this last one in blue and silver, will you? Golly, your packages are neat. Oh,
4: I'm a neat guy.
2: Jim... Shall we have a Christmas tree? Here? Where else? This is where we'll be, isn't it?
4: Sure. Well, it just seems like a queer place to have a tree. But, well, sure, let's have one. Uh, Maybe we could have some of the other tenants in.
2: Maybe, but they all seem to be going someplace. Even the landlady. She and Spuds are going to visit relatives in
4: Joplin. We'll go to the theater or something.
2: The folks would like to have us at home.
4: Oh, your father hasn't said so.
2: Mom has.
4: That's different. He's the one who's sore at me. I'm not going there as long as he acts like I kidnapped you, especially when he hasn't asked me. I
2: know. I don't blame you. He was wrong, and he ought to apologize. But I'm afraid he never will. He thinks he was right, and he's pretty stubborn.
4: Now you can say that again.
2: And besides, Dad's getting old. And you know how old people are. Not broad-minded enough to give in even a little bit. Really love for us to be there, Jim. And if you just indicate that you'd like to make up. Oh,
4: now wait a minute. I wasn't the oh, one. I don't
2: expect you to make the first move, darling. You were right and Dad was wrong. I'm sure if you were in Dad's place, you wouldn't be silly enough to cut off your nose to spite your face like he's doing. Thank goodness you're not stubborn. <laughs>
1: Thus Sally and her mother started things off, and they kept at it all through December, slowly, pleasantly, gradually, never, never nagging, just when the occasion presented itself. For instance, in Midland... I must send Sally and Jim's Christmas stockings to them. They might as well have them to hang in Capital City.
2: If Jim weren't so pig-headed.
1: And a little later... I won't make nearly as many Christmas cookies this year with Jim not here. (laughs) Honestly, the way he ate those cookies, it's too bad. Just pure stubbornness. Until at long last, just before Christmas, Dan asked... Uh, uh, If Santa Claus should ask you what
4: you want most for Christmas, what would you say?
1: I guess it's silly of me, Dan, but I'd rather have Sally and Jim here with us than anything else in the world. I know as well as anything I can't.
4: Yes, you can. I've arranged to be away from the bank tomorrow and the next day. The car's full of gas, so let's leave early in the morning for Capital City. We'll bring those kids home. Oh, Dan,
1: Dan, that's wonderful.
4: Thank goodness I'm not stubborn enough to stand in the way of everybody's fun.
1: And in Capital City, Sally had been doing her part until at last... The, day, the day will
2: find me. Where the love light gleams I'll be home
3: for Christmas If only in
2: my dreams There now, dinner's ready. Come on, dear. Sally,
4: you do want very much to go to Midland for Christmas, don't you?
2: Well, not so awfully much, really, Jim. Of course, it would be fun and it would make Mom and Dad happy. But it's Dad's own stubbornness that's the trouble. I know if you were in Dad's place, you wouldn't spoil Christmas for everybody.
4: Even in my own place, I'm not going to do it, baby. Here, Merry Christmas, darling. Jim, what in the world?
2: Jim, tickets, railroad tickets to Midland. Oh, Jim, you're an angel. Hey, wait a
4: minute. Don't knock me
2: down.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm no angel, but I'm not stubborn or unreasonable, I'm glad to say. Of course
2: you are. You're the most wonderful, thoughtful... Goodness, just at dinner time. See who it is, will you, darling? Uh, sure, but
4: I'm not... I'm, I'm hungry. I hope there's not someone who... Oh, uh, wait... Well, I'll
2: be doggone. Come in, Sally. Look who's here. Mom and Dad. I don't believe Hello. it. Come Hello. on Hello. in. Hello, Dickie. Dickie,
4: welcome. So this. wonderful oh. to see you. It's a surprise.
2: Oh my goodness, come on. It's on the table. Lucky it's baked beans and bacon, so there's plenty. Why, if I'd known you were coming, I'd have had something special.
4: And we want to take you out to dinner. Probably in just at dinner time. Oh, certainly not. I'll just get a couple more plates.
2: Oh, this is the nicest surprise. <laughs>
0: we return to Sally and Jim in just a minute. But first, a reminder to send today's show for your copy of Mary Lee Taylor's Holiday Recipes. In this 16-page book, you'll find easy, money-saving recipes that you can use during the holidays and all through the winter months. Recipes that'll make family meal planning and entertaining easier for you. The book is yours for the asking. Just send your request to Mary Lee Taylor, care of this station. I'll give you the address again later. But right now, back to today's story.
1: After dinner, as Martha and Sally were washing dishes in the kitchen. Mom, it's too good to be
2: true. Just listen to those men in me. We'll run down to the
4: station in a few minutes, Jim, and cash in those tickets you bought. All right, sir. It was mighty nice of you to come for us. I... uh, I've been a little stubborn about the whole thing like a pig headed kid. Well, I've been a little stiff-necked myself. A man as old as I am ought to be able to see someone else's point of view. Well, we can forget it all now. Oh, you bet. And the girls can have Christmas the way they want it. Women are so sentimental. Things like that are important to them. You know, there's one thing about men. They
1: understand. Yes, they certainly do. Women are sentimental. I like that. I
2: just can't believe it, Mom. Everything's straightened out, and nobody's angry at anybody anymore. In time for Christmas. But, Mom, I felt a little funny all along, telling Jim over and over again how broad-minded and reasonable he is. Well, you were just telling him how big he was. And it turned out he was, didn't it? I guess so. And the same way with Dad. The truth of the matter is, they're really wonderful.
1: Both of them. Of course. They just have to be reminded of it once in a while. That's all.
2: Oh, Mom, I'm so happy I could pop. I'll be home for Christmas.
0: That's the way women change a man's mind, huh? I'm going to have to watch myself, but of course there's one thing nobody can change my mind about, and that's pet milk. Money saving pet milk. Double rich in all the wonderful protective food substances of whole milk, and extra rich, too, in vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin.
1: Dale, could you stop talking about pet milk for a second and drink a toast with me?
0: Nope, my mind's made up. I always say. Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> drink a toast. Well, the only thing is, you can't drink a toast unless you have something to drink.
1: And the pet milk eggnog is right there in the refrigerator.
0: So, if you'll
1: bring it here... That
0: I will. Kind of early in the day to be eggnogging, but uh, you'll never catch me passing up a chance to have a glass of pet milk eggnog with you, Mary Lee Taylor.
1: Fine. Now, I'll pour some eggnog in this glass for you. And in this one, for me... And we'll drink a toast to all our NBC radio friends with the hope that next Saturday will be one of the happiest Christmases you've ever had, and that those you love most will be with you on that day.
0: I'm happy to drink that toast, Mary Lee, but uh, after all, we'll be right here again next Saturday morning, Christmas morning, and (laughs) I. Yes, I
1: know. And it is a little early to be saying Merry Christmas, but I don't mind saying it twice. Besides, Christmas morning is such a special time. We're going to have a special program. No story about Jim and Sally. No story? And no recipe. No recipe? Just a half hour that says Merry Christmas in the way I think our radio friends will like it best. With a few favorite carols and a lot of deep down sentiment.
0: And may I add the hope that sometime Christmas Day, you'll all say Merry Christmas with Mary Lee Taylor's Pet Milk Eggnog. No fooling. One taste and you'll say, can't get enough of that wonderful stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It is delicious eggnog, if I do say so myself. Mm -hmm. And it's a good idea to
1: have, always have, plenty of pet milk eggnog in your refrigerator all during the holiday season. So that you can serve this holiday favorite to friends and neighbors who drop in.
0: You bet that's a good idea. And uh, what, I wonder, would Mary Lee Taylor serve with that eggnog?
1: Well, I'd certainly have several plates of Christmas cookies within reaching distance.
0: Good homemade cookies, hmm? Mm -hmm. Some of those nice, thin sugar cookies?
1: Yes, and some of the coconut kisses we had last Saturday. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. The kind of kisses you don't have to stand under the
1: mistletoe to get. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd also have thin, tempting slices of quick fruitcake. Remember our special fruitcake, Dale? Made with vanilla wafers?
0: How could I forget? It was (laughs) terrific.
1: And along with that eggnog, I'd also have a dish of homemade candy.
0: And just think, the easy recipes for all those good holiday things are in the booklet, Holiday Recipes, which is yours for the asking. Oh, but excuse me, Mary Lee. I guess I interrupted as usual, huh? (laughs) Well,
1: I was going to add something salty to that lineup of
0: serve-yourself foods. Salted nuts, perhaps. And tiny cheese crackers. Now you're talking. After all, we don't want to go overboard on the sweet stuff. But golly, I could sure go overboard for that pep milk eggnog. So how about giving the recipe, Mary Lee? All set, Del.
1: And remember, you can make pep milk eggnog, wonderful, rich-tasting eggnog, for just about 48 cents a quart. And all you need to make it are seven simple, everyday ingredients. Eggs, sugar, salt, vanilla, pep milk,
0: water... And nutmeg. Whoops, wait a minute. Now, hold on. I've got to write this down. Uh, What comes first now? Well, first, you beat until
1: light and fluffy three
0: eggs. Okay. Beat until light and fluffy three eggs. Um, I take it you mean three whole eggs, yolks and whites too? That's
1: right. Then you beat in slowly.
0: Beat in Slowly. All right. Uh, What do I beat in slowly?
1: One-fourth cup of sugar and one-eighth teaspoon of salt.
0: Just a minute now. Uh, One-fourth cup sugar and one-eighth teaspoon salt. Yeah, I've got that. What next?
1: Next, beat in one and one-half tablespoons of vanilla.
0: Beat in... One and one-half tablespoon vanilla. A lot of beating going on here, but you just can't beat the eggnog made with this recipe. (laughs) What's the next direction, ma'am? Stir
1: in a mixture
0: of... Stir in a mixture of... uh, What, Mary Lee?
1: Two cups of pet milk and one cup of water.
0: Two cups pet milk... And one cup water. That's the best part of the recipe, sure enough.
1: Finally, sprinkle with one half teaspoon of nutmeg.
0: Sprinkle with one half teaspoon nutmeg. And call your guest to come and get it. <laughs>
1: no, not quite, Dale. The eggnog should be chilled well before it's served. Now, I should have known that. And the recipe I've just given makes about one quart of pet milk eggnog.
0: At a cost of just about 48 cents. You know, Mary Lee, there's just one thing that you've forgotten. Forgotten?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, Dale, I, I haven't forgotten anything.
0: You're sure, huh? seems to me I've heard rumors that some people like something besides vanilla in an eggnog. <laughs> oh.
1: oh, I see what you mean. Well, in that case, in place of the one and one-half tablespoons of vanilla, you would add, <clears throat> add one-half cup of sherry or other alcoholic flavoring to the one quart of pet milk eggnog.
0: I see. Well, now there's one other thing I'd like to know, Mary Lee. Sometimes I've had eggnog with kind of a a frothy topping, you know what I mean? Sort of a bubbly foam with the specks of nutmeg sailing around on it, and I just wondered...
1: How to accomplish that? Uh
0: Uh-huh. It's
1: very easy. If you like eggnog with a fluffy topping, separate the eggs and just mix the beaten yolks with the other ingredients and save the whites until later. Then, when you're ready to serve the eggnog, and not before, fold in the stiffly beaten egg whites. Oh, one of those last-minute jobs, huh? Mm-hmm. And by the way, egg whites fluff up more, have more volume if they're beaten at room temperature. So take the egg whites from the refrigerator in time to let them warm up to room temperature before you beat them.
0: Oh, well, Mary Lee, you said something about uh, keeping plenty of eggnog in the refrigerator for drop-in guests. That means you can make it ahead of time, all except uh, folding in the egg whites?
1: Yes, and if you make your pet milk eggnog according to today's recipe, mixing the yolks and whites right in with the eggnog, you can make it completely ahead of time. In fact, eggnog is really better if it's made the day before you plan to serve it. No fooling. Yes, chilling it overnight or for several hours before serving actually improves the flavor. But be sure to stir it well from the bottom... Just before serving.
0: And be sure to make your eggnog the Mary Lee Taylor way with wonderful, money-saving pet milk. The big reason, you know, why you can make delicious, rich-tasting eggnog with pet milk is that pet milk isn't like ordinary milk. No, sirree. Pet milk is good, sweet, whole milk concentrated to double richness. You can actually see that double richness when you pour the pet milk from the can. And you can taste that double richness when you drink Mary Lee Taylor's eggnog you really love it. And
1: don't hesitate to serve eggnog at your holiday parties just because you don't have a punch bowl. Any big mixing bowl filled with eggnog and completely surrounded by a ring of fresh evergreen boughs looks beautiful enough for any party.
0: She's all right, isn't she? Always has an answer for everything. Yes, and she even has a book that gives the answers about training a baby and making it easy for you to care for your baby. That's a fact. It's a beautiful 64-page book it's illustrated and it's packed with the kind of information your own doctor would want you to have. Want a copy? It's easy enough to get. All you do is send a postcard with your name and address and the words "baby book" to Mary Lee Taylor, Carol this station, or to Pet Milk, St. Louis, Zone 1, Missouri. Or let one postcard do the work of two and ask for the holiday
1: recipes and the baby book on the same card.
0: And you can get other Mary Lee Taylor money-saving ideas if you'll help yourself to one of the handy take-home recipe folders featured in your favorite grocery store, along with the pet milk display. Oh, but here, 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 we're talking too much about PET milk, and I know you want to hear the recipe for happiness that Mary Lee has for you today.
1: And you will hear it in just a minute. But first, I hope that you will tune into this NBC station next Saturday morning for our very special Christmas program. I know you'll enjoy it. And I know, too, you'll enjoy hearing Vic Damone tonight on the Pet Milk Nighttime Show with the serenaders and Gus Henschen's Pet Milk Orchestra. So be listening along with us tonight, won't you?
0: And now, today's recipe for happiness.
1: Money can buy much for the body. A few things for the mind, but nothing at all for the heart and soul. And now until Christmas morning, this is Mary Lee Taylor saying goodbye and happy homemaking.
0: Goodbye, Mary Lee Taylor, and good luck and good health to all of you from Pet Milk. Pet Milk is the all-family, all-purpose milk that has been a favorite in millions of homes for more than three generations. Today's story was written by Jane Spencer and directed by Al Chant. Dell King speaking.
4: This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.